Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I am Jeremy Birmingham. That's Andrew Ellis. This is Talking Stuff. We are doing this live for the first time, and it may have some kinks. It may feel a little wonky, but we're just experimenting with some stuff. And Andrew, we figure, why not uh, go live for the first time and talk about terrible news for Ohio State as four-star running back Jordan Marshall, Cincinnati Archbishop Moeller High School, has announced his college commitment, and he is going to Michigan. Um, It's something we talked about on the last Talking Stuff. I said that I thought uh, by the time June came around, Ohio State, you know, could would still be the team to pull this out, um, thinking that Ohio State was going to get a visit on April 1st, April 7th, and then an official visit in June uh, to, to try to make up the ground that they had um, surrendered, essentially, by not getting really involved with Jordan Marshall uh, earlier. Um, that didn't come to fruition. He visited Michigan this past weekend, and clearly Jim Harbaugh, Mike Hart, and crew Uh, put the screws to him and said, hey, you know, there's no reason for you to keep stretching this out if you know where you want to go. And uh, clearly for Ohio State, uh, the battle had been uphill for a while, and now it's over as Jordan Marshall picks Michigan. Just initially, just what's your first thought about, you know, what this means um, for Michigan, for Ohio State, and in general, what it means for you know, the mindset and psyche of Ohio State fans as they try to deal with Jordan Marshall committing to Michigan? So, I mean, I think it's a pretty big deal. Uh, Not going to be the uh, sky is falling type of person here, but this is the 2024 recruit that we've had number one on the board um, ever since we first released our board. And basically he's the he's the must get guy in the class coming off the 2023 class when you don't sign any running backs. the best one of the best player in the state, one of the best running backs in the country, and he just so happens to play right down the road from Columbus. And then you're expecting him to make two to three to four trips to campus here in the next couple months, and kind of out of nowhere, he uh, commits to your top rival. So, um, not great for Tony Alford, but um, I, I guess silver linings and such. It kind of happened at a time when Ohio State still got other guys on the board. They've got some guys coming to campus here in the next couple weeks. And um, they're going to have to capitalize on those upcoming visits because this is a pretty big loss. Yeah, it feels, I think, bigger than it. Like, I, I don't want to be the guy to downplay it. I, I realize that people are going to be upset and frustrated because, A, Ohio State's lost back-to-back games against Michigan. Uh, it has been really over a decade since Ohio State had a player in the state that they had been aggressively recruiting that chose Michigan over the Buckeyes. And so I think there's a reason for people to be like, hey, is this a sign of, of, of a bigger issue? And I don't think you can entirely dismiss that because the facts are when you lose games to your rival, that rival picks up momentum. That's the way it is. That, that's how life on, is in the big city. Um, but I also think that from a you know, player perspective, it's not quite as big a deal as it feels like from a PR perspective. Does that make sense? Like This is a bigger deal because he's an Ohio kid who has an Ohio State offer, who Ohio State's been very aggressively recruiting, choosing Michigan, not necessarily because they lost a player that they liked. I mean, it, it's all things. It's all those things that make it feel much more serious, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a running back, and I know this has nothing to do with the NFL, but we've seen like running backs get devalued in the draft and stuff like that. But make no mistake about it, Ohio State needs two backs in this class at least. He was a top of the board guy. It's just funny. We've talked, we've seen so many times schools like Kentucky come into Ohio and pluck some of those guys who are good enough to play in the Big Ten, but maybe don't have Ohio State offers. And Michigan's gotten a few of those guys this cycle out of Ohio. But we've been saying all along Bryce West, Aaron Scott, Jordan Marshall, 
those are the guys that if you lose to Michigan, you're you're losing out on on ones that you absolutely want and priority in-state guys. So um, it's from just a national perspective, you see Michigan coming into Ohio and plucking a guy like Jordan Marshall. It's a pretty big deal. But when you look at it, it is a running back. It's still pretty early in the cycle. So there's there's definitely time to uh, time to bounce back if you're Tony Alford and Ryan Day. Yeah, I mean, I think as I look at it, like there's a, a belief I think that any player Ohio State wants to recruit inside of the state, they should get. Period, and that's and that's sort of become the norm. But I also think it's important to understand that that's not realistic. I mean, think about this, for example. In the class of 2023, there was a five-star running back whose father played at the defending national champion school who grew up less than a, an hour from that school and chose their biggest rival, okay? Justice Haynes was a five-star running back whose dad played at Georgia as Georgia was coming off a national championship, as Georgia was recruiting him extremely hard, who grew up less than a, an hour from Georgia and Georgia won another national championship, and Justice Haynes picked Alabama, who also had another five-star running back in Richard Young committed. Like, that, if, if that doesn't tell you that there's no such thing as a sure thing in, in college football recruiting, I don't know what is. Like, this always comes down to relationships, and so if you want to nitpick or, or, pull, or pick at Tony Alfred's uh, effort here in the tone in, in the Jordan Marshall recruitment I guess it's fair in some ways because Ohio State clearly was late to the party on Jordan Marshall but they also started really aggressively recruiting him like last October so they really were going at him pretty hard in October of his junior year it's not like they waited until the last minute this is just a situation where even when we started talking about Jordan Marshall the first time on message boards and stuff like that there was a sense that as a player, he may be interested in leaving the state and doing some of his own things and, and kind of treading his own path. So I don't think entirely it feels like a, a huge surprise, especially coming off the visit to Michigan this weekend. But it, it feels like a, a bit of a dagger just because anytime a kid in the state of Ohio leaves Ohio, uh, it's it, it hurts people. But then when you add the insult to injury that it's Michigan, it feels significantly worse. But um, there are options, and I think that's the most important thing to really talk about here. Um, I'm trying to, to read comments as this is happening, folks, and so um, if I look a little bit, uh, you know, a, 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 a scatterbrained, that's why. Um, but let's talk, Andrew, about what's next, because A, uh, I've already had questions on Twitter from people, hey, is there a chance that this reopens at, you know, in December? I don't think so. Jordan Marshall is an extremely... Um, focused kid like the reason he does this now is to to put all of the conversation behind him um, to get rid of all of the, the scuttlebutt about oh if he's going to visit here what's he going to do um, I and I to put it not to put too fine a point on it like the timing of this is as good as it can be for Ohio State in a t in a bad situation right I mean you have in-state running back Sam Williams Dixon who Ohio State um, is viewing, I think, is more of an athlete. He can play multiple positions. He can play defensive back. He could line up in the slot as a wide receiver type. He can play running back. At some juncture, Sam Williams-Dixon is going to commit to Ohio State, and so there's you have that there. Now, having Jordan Marshall off the board means that it's easier uh, to just say, absolutely, Sam, whenever you want, without having to worry about any potential side effects of that. Um, but then you look at this week ahead. I mean, th the next 10 days for Ohio State – uh, you have uh, on Thursday, Jordan Lyle from St. Thomas Aquinas High School uh, down in Florida. He'll be visiting. He's a really good player. Buckeyes like him quite a bit. 
Uh, but the big one is Saturday when you have James Peoples from Texas, San Antonio, a Cleveland native originally. He's visiting this weekend. I don't want to put him on like commit watch because I don't like doing that. But to say that there's no chance of him committing this weekend would be folly. And I think people would be thrilled if James Peoples decides to end his recruitment and commit to Ohio State. Uh, and they should be no matter when that happens. But if it happens four days after Jordan Marshall commits to Michigan, like that's a pretty nice salve on that wound, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And those are the two biggest names right now that I think we're, we're looking at, you know, the Peoples and the uh, Sam, Sam Williams Dixon, Sam Dixon Williams, sorry. But I, I just – I don't know. I think going back to what you started to say about Tony Alford and the message board chatter and whatnot, I think some of that's absolutely justified. Um, he's had some of these like weird cycles where you miss on Bijan Robinson, but you get Mayan Williams, who's obviously more than outplayed his three-star ranking. And then you got the class with uh, Travion Henderson and Evan Pryor, but then you have a class like 2023 where they don't get anybody. It's just, it's just kind of weird with the way it's gone with running back recruiting. I mean, for the most part, I think Ohio state's run the ball pretty well. Um, but some of his classes are just sort of strange, I guess. So I, I don't know. But I mean, there's still there's no, still, it's still fair. guys it, out there. It's a fair it's a fair criticism. I mean, if we go all the way back to, to 2016, when when Tony Alford, you know, took over, um, I mean, he he came in after the end of the 2015 class when when Mike um, Weber had committed to Stan Drayton, and then Alford took over in February. But uh, you can go back and find and find question marks. There's no doubt about it. I don't think. There, there's this conception out there or perception out there that Ohio State, like the Jordan, losing Jordan Marshall is a huge loss because Ohio State recruits running backs better than anybody. Like, that's just not true. Tony Alford picks his guys. He's extremely relationship-driven. And I think that you can see the side effects of, of not being as aggressive with the relationship as he normally is in the Jordan Marshall recruitment. But you go back to 2020, you lose Bajan Robinson and Jalen Knight, and you pick up Mayan Williams um, late in the cycle. You, you go out and you get real aggressive with Trey Henderson and Evan Pryor, two out-of-state studs. You, you land them both, but that cycle, the decision came down to essentially Donovan Edwards or, or, or those guys. Now, to be fair to Tony Alford, that wasn't Tony Alford's decision to say, you know, Donovan, we're not taking you. Donovan Edwards had every opportunity to commit and was told, hold off, hold off, hold off by people who were his in, in his inner circle who ended up working at Michigan uh, later. So, I mean, that, that there's a reason it seems like those people were wanting him to hold off and not commit to Ohio State. 2022, you know, you go out and, and people, I think, were underwhelmed with Dallin Hayden and that he was the guy that Ohio State wanted in that class. But then if you watch him play a year ago, I think you understand why that was. Uh, 2023, you have Mark Fletcher committed for months. Um, now, that one, I think it's fair to be a little bit like, hey, man, you, you, you knew you knew in the big picture that the Mark Fletcher recruitment was going to have a moment where it turned towards being totally about NIL. And to not have a real backup plan in place when that happened was a bit of a concern. Um, on the flip side, the Ohio State signed a, a really good, I know it's gonna, it sounds like whatever, but a really good preferred walk-on running back in Will Trail Hartson from Massillon Washington High School. Uh, and they also didn't lose any running backs from a room that had five guys. So you don't really, you didn't need a running back in 2023. And so that's why you were able to really swing for the fences with Justice Haynes and Richard Young and, and those five-star type dudes. But then you don't get any of them. And you're using the fact that in 2024, hey, we need two guys because we didn't sign one last year. Uh, and then you miss on the one that's closest to home and the one that everyone thinks you're absolutely going to get. That feels worse. Yeah, 
I agree. And another uh, tough pill to swallow for Ohio State fans is going to be tipping your cap to Mike Hart for the work that he did in this Jordan Marshall recruitment because, I mean, he he won that battle, plain and yep. simple. So that's that's kind of a tough one to swallow. But, I mean, going back to the other options you said, though, I think if you kind of pencil Sam's Will- Sam Williams-Dixon in, even if it is a, as kind of an athlete, then does Tony Alford go out and get two more guys? Like, is this possibly a two-man running back class plus an athlete? And I mean, it it all starts starts this weekend, I guess. Um, James Peoples seems to be priority number one right now, and I know Michigan was in the running for another Texan, um, Taylor Tatum. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that recruitment goes. But there's definitely some there's definitely some options out there. But you you need to they need they got work to do. It seems. Yeah, like. I mean, again, I, I'm not trying to be. The, I know everyone always accuses me of being the negative guy, but like I'm trying to be positive here and say there's a silver lining in the timing of this for Ohio State. Taylor Tatum from Texas, who a lot of people believe might be the best running back in the country. He was extremely high on Michigan. Uh, and a lot of people, I mean, I think there's been predictions for, for him to go to Michigan. Wolverine signed two running backs a year ago, and now you got an early commitment from Jordan Marshall. I think that really opens the door for Ohio State uh, to, to fill in that void. Uh, he has not visited the Buckeyes. Tony Alford's been trying to get that set up, and I think they will get that set up here in the near future. So if you have the opportunity for Taylor Tatum uh, from Longview, Texas, that, that's big. You have James Peoples, who, as I said, is visiting this weekend, I think could commit to Ohio State as soon as this weekend on the same timeline sort of as Marshall this past week. Um, of course, Ohio State has to hit a home run on this visit, but uh, that's what they do, generally speaking. Uh, and again, the fact that his family is from Cleveland, you have some familiarity there. Um, but that, that's not where the list ends. I mean, there's also Chauncey Bowens, the Florida commitment who Ohio State offered in the beginning of March. He's going to be visiting uh, in April. Big-time player. I mean, he's a really good player. And then you also have guys that a lot of people haven't really talked about or heard much about. Uh, Dewan Williams from Baltimore. Uh, St. Francis High School is a really good player. I think if Ohio State offers him, they will shoot to the top of the list there. Uh, and then there's this kid in, in Alabama, his name is Kevin Riley, who's got an offer from Alabama, got an offer from Georgia. From what I keep hearing, like he's actually extremely interested in Ohio State, um, and Alfred has been working in that relationship. So it's not a situation where all the eggs are in the Jordan Marshall basket, and so th- you miss out on him, and then all of a sudden you're, you're you know, mollywopped or nothing. Like There's opportunities out there to, to fix it. So I think the hardest thing is just for people to go – Dang it, that hurts, but it doesn't hurt that much because happening in March 21st is a whole lot better than happening December 21st on signing day, right? Yeah, I mean, it definitely stings. But I, Tony Alford and Ryan Day and you know Mark Pantone, those guys have so much that they can, I guess, sell right now. And maybe that sounds weird for as much as Ohio State throws it and all the receivers that Brian Hartline's bringing in, but you got you got at least two guys that are probably going to be gone by next year and you know trey henderson obviously we'll see how his season goes and then mayan williams and then you're coming off that 2023 class where you didn't sign a single running back so i I just feel like they've got a lot of selling points that should work in their favor when it comes to people's people's and some of these other guys yeah and and again it's it feels bad man you know what i mean like pull out that pull out that meme like it's not great you don't want to lose a player from in the state and i think one of the reasons why it like you look down the road and you think about like residual impact of this, the value of getting an in-state commitment early is that there's a much lower likelihood that that player flips somewhere else. Right. 
Uh, it's very unlikely if you get a commitment from Sam Williams-Dixon, for example, that he's going to flip to Kentucky or, or somewhere else in December. Now, people, I think, are understandably a little bit jaded about the idea of recruiting a lot of out-of-state guys because we've seen in the last few years the NIL bug at the, at the last minute bite you. Um, obviously, we've seen the Jordan battle situation. We've seen Terrence Brooks, et cetera. That was even before NIL. So there is like a, always that inherent risk. But if you're recruiting to win national championships, you have to recruit players from all over the country. That's, you can't just recruit Ohio. Um, but clearly, they, they have to find a way to balance this out. Um, and, and I don't know that any result is going to make people truly happy because it seems like right now no one really – it seems like there's just a lot of negativity um, around the, the, the program. And that's not the case from players who visit the school. And it's not like they show up and be like, oh, boy, this place sucks. I hate it here. I don't ever want to show up again. Like they like what they're hearing and seeing, but – um, you know, this this is big-time college football, and you're not going to get every player you offer. And uh, the Jordan Marshall recruitment is, is certainly a reminder of that. And, again, I think the, the, the surprise here is not that he picked Michigan. I think the surprise here is that he decided just about two weeks after saying he was going to make an, a commitment on July 9th that it's over. And that that feels ouch, but, like, you have to see the positive of this, otherwise it's going to drive you crazy. Yeah, I mean, when I saw his, like, upcoming visit schedule the other week, like, it looked like it was shaping up to be, you know, a positive for Ohio State. Like, a couple visits, and then Ohio State was set to get his last official. And now it certainly doesn't look like that's going to happen. But yeah. um, I, I don't know. It's it's unfortunate, but there's options out there, and they've got a rebound. So Yeah, and that starts in earnest on Thursday. Like I said, Jordan Lyle, St. Thomas Aquinas High School will be uh, on campus Saturday. James Peoples shows up. Um, the following week, you're going to see Chauncey uh, Bowens uh, on, on campus, the Florida commit, and you're just going to work from there and, and hope to to really win the day. The the biggest thing at this point right now for Tony Alford in Ohio State is knocking it out of the park with James Peoples this weekend. If you do that and he gets in the commitment column soon, which is a very real possibility, then all of this um, negativity probably uh, gets you know, mitigated uh, to a to a serious degree, and then you can begin to fill in a- around these guys. You, you're going to have Sam Williams Dixon in the class for Ohio State at some point. Um, this episode of Talking Stuff Live, by the way, this is the first time we're doing it. Hope it sounds okay out there, everyone. Um, you know, this weekend you have an opportunity with Deontay and Devontae Armstrong to maybe lock up commitments from those kids. This could be a very important weekend for Ohio State. Uh, with and I don't think. It's fair. I mean, you got Dylan Stewart, the number one player in the country, according to some people coming into town, a defensive end from from Baltimore. Like, there's a, a lot of juice heading into town this weekend, and to spend too much time lamenting one player's decision to go elsewhere seems like it is um, unnecessary. So, um, hopefully, watching this episode of Talking Stuff live on the podcast, uh, people have had an opportunity to take a deep breath, absorb what's happening, and. Uh, look toward the future and look for something better. Andrew, any other thoughts on the running back situation for you? Not really. I just think part of the negativity, in addition to this tonight's big bit of news has just been that other schools have a lot going on lately. Like Notre Dame has got their weird St. Patrick's day thing that they do. And then obviously Michigan last weekend was huge for them and it's already paying dividends. And it really starts to pick up this week for, for Ohio state. And you mentioned some of those guys that are coming, coming to campus. So 
maybe they'll get a get a commitment or two and people will kind of uh calm down a little bit so yeah i mean i i guess if people want ohio state to have one day where they offer 150 kids uh uh, that's just not going to happen, um, you know. And and this is the the curse, I guess. Ohio State spring break happens to be two weeks later than Michigan's, and so Michigan is doing their spring game on April first when Ohio State has still got two weeks left to spring ball after that. So it, it's it's different timing, different schedules, and uh, it it will all work out in the end. I promise. At some point, um, there will be good news again for Ohio State fans. But tonight, the loss of Jordan Marshall is the story. Um, hopefully there will be better news coming for uh, everyone as James Peoples and others roll into town this weekend. You can also, I will have an episode of Bermanology um, on Wednesday with James Peoples, so you can look for that just to you know, get to know him a little bit more for everyone who's wondering who the heck this guy is. Um, that's already you know, in, the, in the works and been recorded, so I uh, want to give people something to look forward to with that. Um, other than that, I appreciate you watching, everyone. Thank you for taking some time to, you know, exhale with us and vent. Uh, that's Andrew Ellis. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This is Talking Stuff live on the podcast.